Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And welcome to our podcast, Three Idiots in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And we're here today to talk about season one, episode 14, Nightmare. But first, how are we doing today? Pretty good. I went to New York City last week. Yeah. That was really fun. Very exciting. Um, Partner and a couple friends of ours uh, and I went. And we got to see a couple things that they wanted to see, like the 9-11 Memorial. We stayed right in Times Square, a really nice hotel for surprisingly surprisingly inexpensive. Yeah, we uh, went to Central Park. We got to go to some galleries I wanted to see. Yeah, it was. Well, we ate a lot of food. It was fun. Me, one thing that happened is Dad and I have started watching the Twilight movies. That's right. This really? Is, this yeah. Is, this, is, this is very exciting. We finished the first and second. How many are there? Are there five? There's. Yeah. The, there's. There's. Did four. the last one get broken? Up yeah. It, there's yeah, part one and part two. There's four books. Breaking Dawn is uh, two movies. Next. Next up is Eclipse, I think. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember yeah. which one I hated. Twilight, but... New did you read, Moon. Did you read all of them? Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't remember you read those. No, I did. That was probably the biggest book series I ever read. Wow. Like, page-wise. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Is there, they're long page-wise. Is what, what, what's it compared to Harry Potter? Harry Potter in word count? Just, yeah, the whole series of Harry I don't Potter. know. I don't know. I don't know what Twilight's word count is. But what would, what do you remember from the story that you said that you didn't like one of them? Yeah, I remember one of them being like, she's just so sad all the time. That's New, New Moon. Moon. New Moon, okay. Um, they did it so much better in the movie. Okay. That was, yeah, until, like, just because I just, I just caught part of Twilight while mm-hmm. you guys were watching it, and I was in and out of the room. The only movie I'd seen all the way through was New Moon. Really? I, and I saw it in theaters. Oh, no. And I came out of theater, out of the theater, like... I can't believe it. The movie was better than the book. It was the first time that it ever happened to me. Wow. Because I hated New Moon so yeah. much. <laughs> Cuz they I, they really they did a good job of focusing on her depression and stuff, but they also didn't draw it out and make it super boring. They're like this is an important part of her character development. We're going to mix that up and make it shorter, but still not take really that much away from the experience that you got from the book. Okay. Instead of being just like every single day she wakes up and she's like, oh, I guess I'll go downstairs and make toast. <laughs> <laughs> and just do that over and over again. They did it so it was like her sitting in her room and the camera spun around her and like showed her window. And it, every time it spun around and showed the window again, it was another month that had gone by. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a cool transition. Yeah. Showing how much time she had been still depressed, and she and showing her night terrors. Yeah, it gave a a the the visual element. I think certainly aided in that part mm-hmm. of the story, and it wasn't the slog it was to get through New Moon. Yeah, I get what new the book was going with. I get it. Depression is a lot, yeah. and it takes a long time, and time is weird. 
Mm-hmm. And it is a slog mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of depression. I didn't really want to read it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also I was in middle school when I read it and w- I was super bored. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then I saw it at theaters and I was be, like, I had, I, at that point still held the firm stance that books are always better than the movies. Yes. And I was fully read. Like I, like, I'm like, like yeah, being, I was, I was invited by a friend to go see it. And I was like, Hey, listen, when we get out of that that theater, don't be surprised if I start tearing this thing apart because, like, like people don't invite me to go to movies about books because of this reason. <laughs> because I'm not holding my opinion back. I came out of the theater, I'm like, I, like, my entire worldview is shaken. <laughs> I, I could not believe it. I liked the movie better than the book. I... <laughs> crazy. It was, it, was, it was crazy. I get... I do get why people make fun of it because it's kind of cheesy and campy and a bit... I I kind of like it. It was a lot more fun watching it with with you and Dad, because Dad <laughs> he'll play along with it when we make fun of it. But when I'm just watching it alone with him, he doesn't want me to make fun of it as no, much. No, he just wants to watch the movie. But, <laughs> but I but I keep you know popping in another room because I'm not really yeah. invested in the viewing experience to you know yell at the TV <laughs> like like, like mm, mm, delicious Bella delicious cheese. Yeah, because there was a scene. There's a scene. <laughs> Is perfectly timed when he was there it was like a pretty sensual scene and he turned to her and they were in her bed her bedroom and he's like I want to try something and he goes in to like kiss her but he's kind of leaning toward her neck and it was right before he kissed it I just went I don't know couldn't stop laughing and of course dad was laughing too dad was, was nice. dad was laughing super hard but he's also like yeah. stop it i'm stop trying, it. To, watch I'm trying to watch the movie <laughs> 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 gonna stop. It was, um, <laughs> and, and at the part i knew where i knew it was coming i knew it was coming when he just like Oh, that tight spider monkey. Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, you wait for those for those and, stupid lines. And so Jacob good. going coming up and going, Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's perfect. I love it. And I was just waiting. And whenever I hear the music and go like I just think of it's hard to explain it via podcast, but there's a TikTok where someone was, like, twerking and dancing to it, and that is all I think of when I hear the music, and I just started, like, dancing while hearing it. It was perfect. I loved it so much. Twilight, the Twilight series is about, oh, it's a little bit more than half the length of the Harry Potter series. Wow. Okay. Harry Potter series is by word count. Right. Yeah. Is longer. Did you read the Harry Potter books? No, I heard oh. them being read to oh, you. That's right. Yeah. Dad dad read uh, all those books aloud to us. Yeah. I, dad and I read them three times together. What? That's a lot. Yeah. Every few years, he would be like, you know, I kind of want to read it again. And we're like, yeah, me too. Because we'd always completely forget. I, I mean, it was oh. mostly me. I would completely forget about what happened. I'd only remember the stuff from like the first and second book. And that's still the case right now. Dad read the whole series uh, aloud to us. Mm-hmm. I've read the whole series straight through on my own once, I think. I think just the once. Yeah. I was really into Harry Potter when I was a kid, but I wasn't, like, reading them over and over voraciously like I was with some other things. Yeah. Like, I was I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Mm, right. In well, middle, the movie. In, like, you in watch the movie all the time. Right? I watched the movie over and over and over. And... 
I would go back and like just reread passages from the book over and over and mm-hmm. would just lose hours sitting on the floor with the books pouring over the map and reading and like reading the in the like appendices and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I read at least the first book for a um like during like middle school we had to keep a reading log. Yeah. So every every night we're supposed to read like twenty minutes and I calculated it out it took me 20 minutes to do four pages it's dense it was was like one two like front to back so i only like flipped two Two pages pages. like this is going forever and all the names sound the same yeah yeah lord of the rings lord of the rings is dense for a middle schooler yes and Um, it's a lot see i was probably in seventh grade Mm, no sixth grade that i was like hey dad i've read the hobbit like five times now because I keep on wanting to read the Lord of the Rings books, and you're like, no, let's just reread The Hobbit. <laughs> and I'm like, can I read the Lord of the Rings books now? And Dad's like, I just don't think you'll like it. It's just, he goes, it's just, like, super boring, and I don't think you'll like it. I'm like, That's so weird that he discouraged you from reading it. Yeah. yeah. Because he super encouraged me to read it. I read it mm-hmm. in 6th or 7th grade. He didn't whole, want me to thing. read it. He said that I'd be too bored. Aww. And I was like, well, I want to I I think it. he didn't want you to get discouraged by it and get discouraged from reading yeah but the right. tone of it made it seem like he's like nah, nah, you shouldn't read it i don't know i don't know that's that's weird he like i all three of us have different relationships with reading yeah and i think that's probably where dad was coming from because mm-hmm. i was such a fast and voracious reader mm-hmm. from such a very early age he started giving me books that were start like above and above and above my reading level earlier and earlier and books that like I maybe shouldn't have been reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that he's like, yeah, you know, this is at the, like, roughly that same reading level. Forgetting that he had read them in college and I was in <laughs> fifth grade, and like, I, like at that point, the, all the sex scenes in those were fade to black, but but, <laughs> they, but they were still you know adult novels, and I didn't have any trouble understanding them or just reading them straight through in mm-hmm. you know a reasonable amount of time. But I was starting to notice like. Some of these themes are a little bit more mature, Father, mm. than, 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 than what my peers are consuming. Like we'd have to do book reports or whatever, oh, and, yeah. and and I'd be I'd like I'd like be looking at the requirements or whatever. Like it had to be like a hundred pages or something. Yeah. And I'm like, this book's four hundred pages and is a science fiction novel, and it is an adult science fiction novel. My peers are reading Encyclopedia Brown. Like yeah. I'm, like, I'm like I'm starting to notice a discrepancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My relationship with reading, uh, I really wish that I had gotten more into reading when I was younger, because I do, I thoroughly enjoy reading, and when I start a book and, like, I really get into it, I just read for literally hours and hours and hours, and I really wish that I had tuned into that more when I was little, because I would just give up, and I thought that reading was boring, but I really enjoy it now. And I'm kind of sad that I didn't look mm-hmm. into it more. I mean, there's nothing to say you can't start doing more. Yeah. Now. And I am. I've got so many books that I also have a problem with starting you, a book. You and then read being... multiple books at a time. Yeah. Which is wild to me. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't think. I'm right now my list of books that I'm reading. That's not counting the manga that I'm reading at the moment as well, which is a lot. I'm also reading, I think, six books right now. Wow. I mean, I say wild to me, I guess, because there's still, like, a dividing line in my brain, even though I've been trying to break it down, the difference between physical novels and fan fiction. Yeah. Right. 
I like fan the, fiction. The fan fiction I read, they're, you know, as long as the Harry Potter series. And I, I read that in like a month. I really want to print out the... There's this one fan fiction that I've been reading for a while. I haven't caught up to it in a few months. She's updated like nine chapters since the last time I read it. But I really want to print it out because, you know, it's the size of a novel. Um, and it's really, really well written. Fanfic authors who update regularly and the the sheer amount of work that they put out are truly the heroes of our time. <laughs> <laughs> truly. And I'm... People are now, like, not berating me, but, like, on AO3 I have one fic that's gotten, like, 400 views or reads... I have three chapters up, and the third chapter was me being like, hey, I haven't, I haven't done don't, this in a while. Yeah, don't upload those. Don't do that. <laughs> like, that's, the, you're, you're, the people who are reading know that, like, that's, a, that's always a risk with, you know, reading unfinished fanfic is that the author may take a long time to update. They may never update again. There's always a risk. Yeah, it's always a it's, risk when you're like, this is such a good fan fiction, and then you get to the second chapter, and you're like, where's the... Well, Next chapter, but last updated 2012. That, yeah, that's why some people don't read unfinished works. Yeah, that was me for a while. Because be they like, don't want to get stuck in that situation. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, if there's, I'd be like, okay, I'm fine with multiple chapters, but, and then I'd look and I'd be like, but they're still working on it. And it's one thing I, before I wouldn't even update it or like keep reading it at that point, but now I really, if I see that they haven't updated it in like a few years, I usually give up. <laughs> I need you two to start watching Sam more. I've yeah. been watching Sam and and thinking about what's and thinking about Sam. Especially in this episode, I was watching him because he had yeah. a lot, he had a lot to do. I need you to to, to start watching Sam more because I try I'm trying so hard. And even in this episode when he had so much to do, I'm trying so hard to watch him, but I don't get or connect to his character. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it is it's hard. Like I, I it is so much easier for me to co- understand and connect to Dean and figure out where he's coming from and like watching all of Jensen's acting. I don't really get Sam. Yeah. So I need you two to, <laughs> to do the Sam analysis. Whitney Page has a good, made a good point that made a lot of things make some sense looking back over the, over the uh, this last half season or whatever. I had a dream last night that I was at a potluck. It was like a kind of buffet style potluck where you get your plate, you get your food, and then you sit down at there are a bunch of picnic tables set up. But when you got your plate, there's also a piece of paper that you were given that had your table number and the person that you were assigned to sit next to. So I got to my table after getting my food, and I was like, Dobby, from My Hero Academia! <laughs> and he was like, kind of sullen and sort of just like, kind of play it cool and be like, whatever. And I realized only when I got up to the table that I was wearing Dobby cosplay. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. And I went up to him, I was like, oh, what are the coincidences? And he's like, kind of like, oh, you fucking nerd. And, <laughs> but he wasn't like in anime style. He looked like, like a real person, but you know, just That's his skin weird. held together with staples. And because I was in cosplay, you know, I looked like him a little bit. But I got to the table, and I looked around, and I was like, I don't have a seat. And he's like, what do you want me to do about it? I'm like, I don't know. So <laughs> I started eating while just standing up. And then I, like, my foot brushed against something under the table, and I looked under there, and I realized that my seat was pushed underneath the table. So I got it out. I'm like, ah, 
look at that, I got it. He's like, okay. <laughs> and as I sat down and started eating, a woman came up behind us and looked at both of us and goes, huh, what do you know? Two burn victims. <laughs> and then walked away. And we looked at each other and we were like, what? huh? And then we looked and she was, she just disappeared. And he goes, where did she come from? And we're like, what? And that was it. That was my dream. <laughs> Nothing more exciting or interesting than other people's dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... But I will I will say, while I didn't have anywhere to sit, in the dream I knew, for some reason, that he was contemplating whether or not to ask me whether I wanted to sit on his lap instead. Ah! And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh I found a chair. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> Speaking of dreams. Dreams. Yeah, sure. Speaking of dreams. Let's just... <laughs> what? What are you gonna say about it, huh? No, I, nothing. There's not. There's nothing there. So we just what? we just made our podcast so listeners is... listen to your dream. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. No one likes to hear other people's dreams. That's Every, not everyone true. everyone likes to tell people about their dreams. No one likes to listen to other people's dreams. You always say that, but I like listening to people's dreams, and I actually am a good listener. I like listening to people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, email us with your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I would love to hear your I'll, wacky dreams. I'll pass them on to Bridget. <laughs> Please do. Uh, speaking of dreams, <laughs> let's jump into today's episode, season one, episode fourteen, nightmare. Okay, so today we have another episode written by Sarah Gamble and Rayel Tucker. Okay. So that writing duo, who uh, Sarah Gamble in particular, who's known for killing, uh, the, killing kill the gays, kill the gays. They we've seen them so far in Dead in the Water and Faith mm-hmm. as writers. Our director today is Phil. I don't know how to say his last name. Scars. Phil Scriccia. Skirt. Patricia, you lived in New York for a while. Do you know how to say an Italian-looking last name? No. <laughs> Two C's usually makes it a cha. Cha? Sigurcia? Chia, chia. Sigurcia. Maybe. <laughs> Phil. Chia, pet, chinko. Chia, chia, chia. Chia, chia, Phil, that's your new ringtone. We should do that if we ever have him again writing. Well, here's the... He's a director. Directing? Here's the thing. He will stay as a... Uh, occasional director for like pretty much the rest of the show. Okay. So, okay. so I will we have can... to figure out how to say his name because he will make another appearance multiple times. So uh, we open with a previously on, a new previously on. Yeah, it mentioned Sam's nightmares. Talked about Sam's nightmares. It talked. It w- showed the clip of John on the phone with them. So we have the you know he wants us to pick up where he left off, saving people, hunting things, the family no. business. Great, we got our show's tagline, mm-hmm. and. We have Sam saying he like he's gotta find Dad. Just the only thing you can think about. At this point, it's now like like we had that like arc episode arc where Sam was like, you know what? I'm feeling much more chill about it. And then we we went yeah. right, and now right. we've had several episodes in a row where he's no longer chill, as if that didn't happen. So we're you know we're sending the scales back in the other direction of yeah. maybe that was just a fluke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Sam really is not chill. When they're like, with the power of friendship. We can do anything. And then in the next episode, they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, <laughs> like, God. 
I've I have no clue what to do because I don't know, in the previous episodes we haven't figured out anything that has helped before. Uh, hey, don't you like, guys watch your own what, show? What the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I like there's a they they use some clips ex- like when Sam's been talking about his powers in previous episodes and Sam says he's like he's like I just get vibes. <laughs> he's like Sam's got vibes. <laughs> <laughs> he's vibing. He's vibing. Uh, I do like when the when the fandom calls him weird weird girl Sam Winchester. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like everyone else. I just I get some weird vibes from this, you know. This this whole previously on just to say Hey, audience, just so you know, this episode's going to have some plot in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what this I was... This is not a filler episode. This has plot. Yeah, because the <laughs> intro was a lot longer than usual. Yeah. It had, like, a lot of stuff in it. It's like, so you guys know, this moves the main plot forward. It is not your typical monster of the week, just so we know. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to this guy driving his car and... He's listening to some rock music, and he pulls into his garage, and then the garage door closes behind him, and he's like, huh, that was was weird. I didn't do that. Oh, and then he goes to open his door, and then his car door, both of the doors lock on him. He's like, hmm, well, um, this is, this is weird, and then he goes to unlock it, and then the car engine turns on and the radio's going crazy. Yeah, at this point, we, we, we should know, like, stuff starts happening by itself. We usually got ghosts. Yeah. Yep. Ghosts of some kind. It's and pumping exhaust into yeah. the garage. When I saw the car, like, when when I saw, like, the, the locks engage and the car start, I was like, I remember this episode. I remember this scene specifically. This freaked me out. Yeah. yeah. This I, when I, when when I first saw it, this like this this freaked me out. I thought when the engine started revving, I was just gonna drive into the house. Vroom vroom. vroom. <laughs> but no, he just no uh, suffocated he, himself. Uh, yeah, he suffocates because he's coughing. The exhaust is piling up. Tries to unlock the car doors. He can't. Tries to rip the key out and it breaks off. He's like, help, somebody help. He tries to kick the window in. And then he starts trying to kick the window. Yeah. Kicking the window or trying to break the window would have been my first try. I I mean, maybe, yeah. But Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe with all the panic and stuff, he wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah, I I mean, most people's cars don't lock themselves and start pumping gas in through the vents. Yeah. But he he, he suffocates pretty quickly. Before all of this, though. Wait, was it? Yeah, it was before all of this. It had like a very significant zoom on his license plate, mm-hmm. yeah, Michigan, like, and it uh, it showed his license plate, and I was like, okay, maybe this will come into play later. It, yeah, it kind of does. And then it shows him die. Yep, yeah, lays it, down and dies. He 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 suffocates in his car, and we're like, wow, go ghost maybe. Well, get, guess what? It was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it was all a dream. And it was Sam's dream. Sam's having dreams. Like he told us about in the previous Leon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see Sam's concerned face uh, <laughs> as he sees a flash of the guy's car, like in the license plate, a flash of the guy laying there face down in the car. Jeez. He sits up in bed, wakes up Dean, and says, "Get." Pa-. he's turning on yeah. the lights. He's like, we gotta go. He's getting packed up. Dean's like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, it's the middle of the night. What's wrong? It's like, what if I was going to? It's the middle of the night. Sam's so like, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. 
and then and Dean just goes. Yep. Um. So here's the thing. I understand that like this 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 makes sense with their job. These that they'd have to be ready to just like wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and take off. Mm-hmm. I like you know to get away from something like the cops maybe, or like a monster or whatever bouncing out of bed and hitting the road. I imagine would not be all that unusual for them, and that Dean is willing to be filled in as they go. As someone who has been woken up in the middle of the night yeah. by someone telling me we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to go. We have to go now. <laughs> Come on. I I don't. <laughs> Come on, Gromit. We've got I, to hide the bodies. I usually need a little bit more context before I hop in the car to go to school at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> There's no chasing crackers in prison, Gromit. <laughs> yes, I used to sleepwalk and sleep talk a little bit. And take showers. Yeah, or I would usually just wake up and get dressed and think it was time for school. Like that one scene yeah. in Die of a Wimpy Kid. Yep. Yeah. Which movie? That was the first movie. Right? Except nobody tried to convince me like that. It was. It yeah. Was, it was like that was. That I would was look logic. at the clock. I'm like 3 a.m. That's when I get up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My brain sees like 6:30. Yeah, and yeah, no, it, this happened a number of times where you would come in and, and like with the same kind of frantic energy that Sam has, <laughs> like like we gotta go. this, like, we gotta like, this go. is an emergency. We are so, we are so late for school. And, and with the same kind of, huh? What's the middle of the night? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you? What? what? Like we have to go. We gotta, we gotta go. Go. Like, go where? It's three in the morning. You gotta go, man. <laughs> what? I'll be like, yep, I'm asleep. <laughs> and also just creepily standing well, over Well, there you. were, you, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, there's that the other sleepwalking, which is, you know, classic sleepwalker, you just kind of walk around and then stand and stare at things. <laughs> that's class, that's a classic. Yeah. You gotta go to the bathroom? Uh, yeah, that's the classic little kid thing where they, you know, just stand in your doorway until you notice them and it's very creepy. <laughs> like, like, oh, hon, do you have to go to the bathroom? They're like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, go. And then it's like, do you need help to get back to bed? Yeah. yeah. And then you just leave them back to bed. That's a classic little kid yeah, thing. My favorite moment. In in high school, it's it's got the yeah. frantic energy of there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite sleepwalk stories that mom would tell me would be when I was sleepwalking and she was like, "You gotta go to the bathroom." I was like, mm-hmm. and then she heard me. I walked out into the kitchen and a bam! As I walked right into the bathroom, hitting the door, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god!" And I hadn't woken up from that. She was like. Oh, and I walked past her. She's like, you're going to bed? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yep. Yep. She, she put, like, tucked me in. She was like, good night. I'm like, night. <laughs> and I woke up with a bruise on my forehead. And just, she's like, gotta go in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Bam! Oh! Oh, God! Then my head hit the wall. Bam! <laughs> I begin to pass out. Then my head hit the wall. Bam! <laughs> So, uh, Dean just, like, rolls with it, like, yep, okay, we're getting in the car and go to school at three in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> he's driving in the middle of the night. Sam is on the phone, uh, saying that he's Detective McCready, badge number 158. I've got a signal 480 in progress. I need the registered owner of a two-door sedan. Michigan State license plate. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. Oh, but apparently Sam does. Michigan State license plate, Mary Frank 6037. 
Uh, and that is, in fact, the license plate he saw in the dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Dean is like, man, it was maybe it was just a dream. You yeah, know? he's trying I to just... brush it off like it's no big deal. Yeah, he's like, you know, like if you're naked and you're at school, <laughs> your teeth are falling out. And, and Sam, <laughs> Sam is reading Dean's reaction as like, He's not taking this seriously. He yeah. doesn't believe me. Like, like, listen, like, I've been having dreams. They've been coming true. I think Dean just wants to try to comfort him because he's freaking out. Dean is also yeah. freaking out. Yeah. But Dean... Yeah, that's shown through this whole episode over and over again. Dean doesn't want to believe that this is a thing. Yeah. yeah. But if he didn't believe that this is what was happening, they wouldn't be speeding down the highway yeah. in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Dean hopped out of bed, jumped in the car, and is taken off down the road with Sam. And and Sam and 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 while he's doing that, is like it's probably just a dream. It's probably fine. If he genuinely believed that, they wouldn't be in the car. Yeah. No. And it's he's saying that to Sam, but it sounds like he's also saying that to himself. Yes, that happens through the whole episode. Mm -hmm. Every time Dean is trying to reassure Sam, it sounds like he's reassuring himself. That like this is that 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 it's just a dream. dream. That it's something that they can handle, that they that it's the way they just a coincidence. it's just a coincidence. That okay, even if it is something, we know how to handle things like this. We just work the case. We just do it like normal. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We can handle this. He tells both Sam and himself mm-hmm. because Dean's gotta be able. Dean has to be able to handle this. And then it checks out the license plate. Yeah. And Dean's like, oh god. Sam's like, how long until Saginaw, Michigan? And he's like, couple hours. He goes, drive faster. <laughs> and he does. Yeah. yeah. You you can see the that sinking gut feeling on Dean's face when when the license plate checks out. He 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 doesn't want to believe like through this whole episode, he doesn't want to believe that 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 this that this means something more. That this means that there's a bigger problem. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, he doesn't know how to fight it. He doesn't know how to deal with it. It's not something he can fight because it's something that's happening internally to Sam. And that means he fails at his job of being an older brother, <laughs> like, that, and being the protector. So he, like, it's, he can't allow that thought process to continue in his brain. So he's like, it's, it's fine. We can handle this. We're, we're fine. We're fine, we're fine, we're fine. And, and through this whole scene, Sam's, like, not registering that that's what's happening yeah. on that side of the car. Right. Sam's got this like like sort of like I told you so look when it when it when the well, thing yeah, checks out. Yeah, but he's also dealing with his own shit yeah, right now. Sam is freaking out because he's having visions and he's seeing the future and is trying to. He's hoping that they can save these people. So they arrive at the guy's house and they see that EMTs are here and he, the guy's already dead. Yeah, they were too yeah. late. They kind of mill in with the crowd, ask what happened. Some lady was like, oh, it's suicide. They found him in the garage, locked in the car with the engine running. And then they, Dean and Sam, like, look at each other like, well, shit. It was yeah. a, like, oh. Yeah, that's like, 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 yeah, that's exactly what happened in the dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. And do you know when it happened? And she's like, just a couple hours ago. Like, He's oh, like, oh, wow. yep, great. Yep. Mm-hmm. He looks see. so guilty. Sam looks so guilty here for not, like, saving them. And, like, yeah, you can see just, like, there's tears forming in his eyes. And it could have just been the lighting, but he just looks empty, almost. Because he's so drained from having these weird visions all the time, and or weird nightmares. And then one comes true, and he's the only one that could have known about it. He's the only one that could have stopped it, and he gets there, like, an hour too late. And he blames it all on himself. 
Yeah, he's confused about his premonitions. Like, why would he be having them unless there was a chance of him stopping them from happening? Mm-hmm. Dean, you know, again, trying to, like, brush it off. He's like, maybe the guy just killed himself. Maybe it, there's nothing supernatural about it. Because yeah, he wants, he wants so it so bad. <laughs> for this to not... Because, it, because if this is a thing, if, if this is something supernatural, that means Sam's connected to it. That means Sam's in danger, and Dean can't protect him from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's, like, he doesn't have anything to fight. But then he looks at Sam and he's like, I'm worried about you, man. I gotta say, you look like crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Sam's like, thanks, dude. <laughs> so Dean's like, okay, we we know how we handle these things, right? Let's work the case. We're going to interview people. Mm-hmm. We're going to... Well, yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to get through this. We're going to treat this like a case. That's how we know how to handle these and things. Sam's like, these people are traumatized. They are not going to want to talk to us. But good thing, because Dean has an idea. Yeah. The lady that they were talking to is like, yeah, we used to see them every Sunday, uh, St. Augustine's Church. Mm-hmm. So then Sam's like, they're not going to want to see us. And Dean's like, yeah, but I know who they're going to want to see. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? So they show up on their doorstep as priests. priests. New and junior priests over at St. Augustine's. Sam's like, this is a, this is a new low, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> and D- Dean thinks this is so funny. Mm-hmm. He's like... Yeah. So, I have a question for you two. Do you think these are their Homeland Security suits? Right. That, and that they, and the, the, the little uh, collar card things, is that just like cardstock? Yeah. <laughs> they cut yeah. up and stuck in there. Like, they don't have a ton of space in their car. No. For lots of costumes. <laughs> and to this, keep costumes from getting wrinkly. Right. You know. So, they, they have like the one suit that they wear that mm-hmm. they use for their special government job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were wearing like, well, they had like a black. Was it like a like a pinup? Oh, the button up. A pinup. <laughs> Wait, button up. Button up. Button up. It's a pinup. A pinup is like the sexy Rosie the Riveter. It's it's like an older fashioned. <laughs> Rosie the Riveter is not quite right, but the, you know this. The, it's like an older fashioned bathing suit, like like high waisted bathing suit with like those like up and like oh. the hair is all done nice yeah. and it's like. In what what era is that? Six. 60s? Maybe. Maybe. Marilyn Monroe. Kind of, yeah. Sure, yeah. So, like, like if you have... Yeah, she definitely did some, like, photo shoots that would be considered pinup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, um, of Dean wearing... I mean, like, showing up to their house, like, hey, we're... Hold on. You wait right there. Oh, no. Pa- put a pause on the podcast. I wasn't gonna bring this up uh, because I'm not really sure where where to bring this up. But put you put a pause on that podcast right now. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to watch the gag reel. Oh yes, but um, because of all of the immature shenanigans that the Supernatural site was famous for, they have they they are known for their gag reels. Okay, and like absolutely painful, awful like like the reputation they have for that like their set had for. Onset prank, like the just the onset, you know, like immature, unprofessional shenanigans. But <laughs> that's mostly Jared, though. A lot of it was Jared, but I mean, early seasons, like they were both, you know, they're young, young, kids. young and dumb. They definitely just had like the one suit, yeah. That they used they had for... to have black button ups for this one. That's though. what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, button ups, <laughs> black button ups. Yeah, they're um. So they had so they've got a white a, a white dress shirt. Now they have a black dress shirt. Mm-hmm. They have their suit. And to get the, the just like a, a little, weird little, collar, little, just like like that they got I don't know at Spirit Halloween. <laughs> yeah. 
I was gonna say I'm like not gonna lie. I think they look more like there. There is like like a like a genre or flavor of sleazy young pastor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they look more like that than any law enforcement officer they've played so yes. far. <laughs> yeah, it's wait, like and it, like and at this point I was like, if Dean can keep it together, this is a better cover than they've had so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. first thing he says is when they uh, Sam is like, "Sorry for your loss," and Dean walks in. He's like, "Well, it's times like these when the Lord's guidance is most needed." <laughs> and then her, the guy that died, his brother comes up and he's like, look, I don't really care about the, the Lord is here for you shit. He's like, my brother is fucking dead. And then his... The, the widow yeah. come, comes up she's and she's like, like oh, Roger, <laughs> don't be rude to the priests. And, and like in this moment, like Roger gets me. <laughs> yeah. Like that is my attitude towards the towards the church around you know surrounding grief. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and like, Mrs. Miller is like, oh, sorry, he's just so upset about his brother. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what, ma'am? He's so upset was, about his brother's that death. That was your husband. Yeah, ma'am. And are you not upset? Yeah, no, ma'am. <laughs> she seems. Fine. Sorry about him. He just Every- gets kind of upset about uh, stuff. Everybody grieves in different ways. Her delivery of, of her scenes through this entire episode is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her whatever tone she is conveying is wrong. I don't know what, what she's doing. <laughs> but it's always off though. When they introduce themselves at the door, they he says, uh, I'm Father Simmons and this is Father Freely. Is that a reference to something? Yeah, um Gene Simmons and Ace Freely of Kiss. That's funny. Mm. Always. They're they're yeah, uh, must they're, be something. They're their their cover names are always like musicians or pop culture figures. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing just it kind of made me feel a bit icky. Just the manipulating people into, I guess, talking about someone that in their close family that just died and pretending to be, I guess, to them, someone they would see as, like, a person that they can trust. That kind of made me feel like, mm. Yeah, it's, um, and that's, I like get, the, that's their whole job. Yeah. yeah. Is, is lying kind of, to people. And I'm just, when I think about it from their standpoint... Like, that's kind of what that's what they've got to do, because they can't tell people the truth, because then they think that they're crazy, and they'd be in mm-hmm. a lot of trouble. But I was just thinking, mo- I mostly just think, like, God, I would never be able to do that. To go to someone's house after they've just found someone who has died, like, someone very close to them, and just be like, hey, sorry for your loss. Can you tell me everything? Don't worry, I'm someone you can trust. Yeah, no, they're con artists. That's part of their whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's um, a casserole. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 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 how they make money. That's how they do their job. That's how they get information out of people. They're they're con artists. Mm. Mrs. Miller is like, oh, it's so wonderful for you to stop by. The support of the church means a lot right now. And Dean's like, of course, we are all God's Not children. children. <laughs> and Sam, so, he eats a cocktail weenie. And, yeah. and Sam is like, what the fuck, do? Tone it down, father. <laughs> and just it just. The cut from when he's like, we're all God's children, to Sam's face, Sam gives Dean the most, like, evil side eye and, like, the, dude, the, just the, that's it down. Yeah, that's, that's the, I am not joking right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Stop it. That's this, the like, sibling. Yeah. The, <laughs> and and the <laughs> cocktail weenies. Yep. Gotta gotta and the have way a snack. That he like she walks away and then he eats the cocktail weenie and he like changes his posture and everything and is like yeah he slumps into yeah. the couch. He's like puts his like foot up on the coffee table, grabs a cocktail weenie and she comes back and he's like 
like, like get back into character. Mm. Yeah. I, I am so I am a priest and I am here for you. <laughs> oh God. Dean asks Mrs. Miller if her husband, uh, late husband Jim, was depressed. And she's like, we had our ups and downs, but we were happy. And actually, it was our son, Max, who was the one who found him. Again. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. She's like, she, he was like, it must have been so hard for you to find him like that. She's like, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was my son over there. My son. Yeah. Sitting alone in the corner. And I don't know if you guys saw, but when they were at the this cr- crime scene the night before, Max was standing there by the door where you, you could see the... Mrs. Miller and Roger, who was there comforting her, Max was just kind of standing there staring at them across the street. I did not see that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he was standing because by I didn't the, know to look for him at that point. He was standing by the open door, staring at Sam. Yikes! And now we we see that you know we see the camera. He is he's sitting staring sitting, at Sam. He's sitting in a dining room chair in the corner, just kind of staring at Sam. Mm-hmm. Like so Sam's like, do you mind if I go over and talk to your son for a little bit? She's like, oh, thank you. The comfort of the church will, like, will do him good. Yeah. So Sam goes over to talk to Max. Dean stays with Miss Miller, and to try not, you know, get get a little bit more information out of her. They learn that they've lived in this house for about five years, and Dean's like, you know, these old houses, right? And their problems. And she's like, No, no. I don't. What problems? And he's like, You, you know, know, leaky you know, pipes. The, the ones, you know, cold, electrical cold, shortages, cold spots, you know, creaky old houses, and the their noises problems. that they make in the middle of the night. <laughs> old houses and their problems. She's like, no. Complain about those now, please. No, like, nothing like that. It's been perfect. And he's like, you are uh, no help. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, I'm going to go to the bathroom You mind now. if I go to the bathroom? Where is it? <laughs> She's like, oh, oh upstairs. upstairs. Back with Sam. He's talking to Max. We learn that Ma- Max looks kind of rough, which, yeah. like, mm-hmm. Makes sense. His, uh, you know, he's the one who found his dad, right? Yeah. yeah it um, looks like he's just been sitting and kind of crying which, to himself in the corner. And like again, like hey, grief looks differently on everyone, but all all of Mrs. Miller's acting choices are, are wild. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Max looks you know appropriately grieving. So we learn Max has been living at home while he's saving up for school. He woke up in the middle of the night to hear the engine running in the garage, and mm-hmm. Sam's you know connecting with him like. Yeah. You know, losing a parent and not having the answers. I totally understand. It's rough, buddy. <laughs> My girlfriend turning in the moon. That's, that's rough, rough, buddy. <laughs> that's not Sam. That's more Dean's thing. Yeah. 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 Sam, Sam is like, Sam, is, Sam is like, I think, he's like, I really think I'm connecting here. Is Sam Sanka? Mm, no, he's not that goofy. No, I don't know if we can draw parallels. I don't think we can draw. Pa- I'll quench you. I don't think either. I don't think either of those are uh, are Sam. I think you can draw more parallels from Sokka to Dean. Yeah. Uh, struggling to connect emotionally is more Dean's thing. The older sibling who uses humor to cope is also more Dean's yeah. thing. I but, don't think either of those really connect with Sam. Yeah, but also Zuko is a lot like Dean because you know. Anger. Dad. Anger. A- anger and father issues, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to please a father. And you can draw connections from Dean to Katara, too. The sibling yeah. who has to be the parent. Yeah. Sokka mm-hmm. was not the parent. Yeah. <laughs> Katara was, you know, filled in as a proxy for Sokka's mother. Yeah. Even though Sokka was the older sibling. All of those kids ha- have trauma and they're all Dean. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really hate it when people make fun of Katara and because, you know, they're just being sexist. Because, you know, she's always talking about her mom, but that's a deep-rooted issue with her. And it's something that she hasn't gotten over. 
and she hasn't had a lot of help with it, you know, people to necessarily talk to about it with her. So she blames it on herself, and slightly, but mostly just on the Fire Nation. Mm -hmm. Dean is upstairs. He pulls out some yeah. laser gadget we've That's never seen new. before. And we'll never see again! <laughs> He's uh, checking out rooms on the second floor with this gadget. Yeah, he pulls it's it out like Inspector Gadget style thing with these green lasers that are like crossing each other. It's like beep, beep. And then he pulls it out like we're supposed to recognize yeah. it. Yeah, like, a casual. And then like, he, oh, that's new. He name drops it later as like some kind of infrared. Therm yeah, infrared it, scanner. Infrared thermal scanner. Like like we're supposed to recognize it. We've never seen it before, and we'll never see it again. We. This really is the funny. only time we use this weird little technology. We hear footsteps. He puts the gadget away. He that, turns around, that, and it's Sam. This scene literally Sam. scared the shit out of me because really, yeah, most. I mean, mostly just not like spooked, but like just the tension and being like, oh god, someone's gonna walk in on him. Someone's <laughs> gonna dogs. There's footsteps. Get the thing out. Get it. Get it. Get it back in your jacket. And then I'm like, oh, it's just Sam. Sam walks loud. Yeah. Thunka 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 thunka. His giant feet. So, yeah, so far, like, investigation's been a bust. Yep, neither have found anything yet. Usually by this point in a ghost investigation, there'd be, like, there'd be something. Like, oh, yeah, you know? Look at this handprint on the wall. Hand, or, like, that light has been super flickery. They'd be like, yep, ghost. That. Ghost. <laughs> light flick. That ghost. Nothing. There's, nothing. Been, there's been rats tapping in the basement. It's like, it's always the question. Like, like, did you actually see them or did you just hear them? Nothing. 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 No rat problem. No electric, no electric problem. No... No plumbing problem, nothing. So we're back in the uh, shitty motel. Escanaba motel. <laughs> the Escanaba motel. The, the no on the vacancy sign is flickering. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, we see Dean cleaning his many, many guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is too many guns, and they need to have the curtains drawn because, yes. yikes. A this lot is, of guns. This is an too much, too <laughs> <laughs> This is an arsenal. This, like... Yo, casual person walks by and sees this. You call the cops. Mm -hmm. This is Dean is cleaning his mini guns, <laughs> and we're establishing like they they've been doing some like local lore research. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's no burial sites. There's no history of weird activity on or near the property. No battlefields, tribal lands, or any other atrocity. Nothing. Um, <laughs> Dean drops his infrared scanner thing, and he's like, nothing. 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 Nada. No cold spots. No plump. Nothing. No sulfur scent. Yeah. And as Sam, as they're talking through this, Sam is uh, visually starting to get a headache. Yeah. And Dean's like, you good, bro? And hey, he's like, I'm like, fine. I'm not. <laughs> and he Sam, leans like, over. Sam, like, drops to his knees with, with his head in his hands. And Dean's like, oh, shit. Bud. What, 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 talk to me, bud. And Sam has a vision. So we flash over to, we see Roger from the funeral. Roger, who doesn't like priests. Getting home, taking out his, you know, putting the groceries away. Beer, taking a sip on his beer. We see the window open. And he's like, he's like, huh, it's kind of kind of breezy i don't like it so he closes the window goes back to unloading the groceries and then the window opens again yeah the he when he closed the window he locked it oh yeah so the lock undoes itself and opens by itself and we see this happen i know <laughs> one of the groceries he's putting away is you know that big box of spinach you know that you're never gonna finish before yeah. it gets slimy at the bottom yeah and it takes up so much fridge space but you still buy it 
because it's you know you need to get more dark leafy greens. It's that big box of spinach that he's putting in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Specifically that box. And um, he's so fucking stupid. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, that was weird. Now it's stuck open as he's trying to close it. So he sticks he's his whole on it. head. On it. <laughs> he sticks his whole head out the window, turns around to his look backside. up. Like, like, what are you doing, like sir? Like he's going under a car. Yeah. But that's it's like the most awkward way to stand looking out a window. Mm-hmm. Just complete, perfectly lines his neck up for his own personal little guillotine window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it chops off his head. It's like a whole surprise! Now your head is falling out the window. Very predictable. Blood um, splat. You know, great. Yeah. Vision over and scene. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that their budget. <laughs> And this was kind of low because, of course, and because I guess it's network television that they didn't show the actual thing. They only showed the plat of the blood. And they do I that. I don't know if that's low budget. That's still effect. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, it's just someone like with, but, a, with, but, a, with a wet uh, with a wet paintbrush going, <laughs> Maybe. But they did. Ha- I know they did have to use more of their special effects budget for later when we see a lot of things floating around. Yeah. So Sam comes back to himself. He's like, oh my god, something's gonna kill Roger. So they're like, well, now we have an emergency. So yeah. we're gonna room our way over to Roger's address. Oh god. Yeah, Sam's on the phone, somehow gets Roger's address. Thing is, I like, thought that this was gonna play back to hurt Sam because they're getting these weird calls about these specific people and their license plates and their addresses, and then they die. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if. if couple red flags at somebody's police department maybe who knows like, well, we, we've been getting these calls a few hours before the murders <laughs> of these people before these people are murdered that's super weird we, we have another scene where dean is oh, reassuring yeah. sam and he sounds like he's reassuring himself sam is freaking out and he's like T- tell me the truth this doesn't freak you out and there's this oh, long pause mm-hmm. and dean says this doesn't freak me out and i'm like so, dean you liar you liar. Oh, you, you are, are a liar. <laughs> you are a liar. You are so scared for liar. Sam. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Dean, you are freaking out. But you can't let him see that because you are... He's He's got to fulfill that, you know, guardian parent role here. He can't let Dean see that he's freaking out. He can't relate to, to Sam on a sibling level. He's He's... In like the parent role, I can't let you know I have human emotions. You liar! The the boy. They're driving through town and they just see Roger with his groceries. They're like, "Hey, stop!" Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) their plan here. (laughs) What are you, You missionaries? Leave me alone. So like, great. They pull up. Roger's still alive. We still have time. Their plan, though, (laughs) is to chase him (laughs) into the building. He's like, (laughs) "Stop!" Their plan is to come to a screeching halt in their car, screaming at him out the window, and chase him into the <laughs> building. Yeah. They're like, no, stop! We want to help you! You're in danger! He's like, I just leave leave alone. Alone. I don't want your help. No, they're like, you're... Yeah, it, so their plan is to chase him to the building, shouting things like, you're in danger. <laughs> yeah, from you. I'm not so sure about that plan, no. but anyway... So they're running to the back, they're like, oh, what do we do? They parkour up the side of the fence and go, or they break down 
uh, door. And then they parkour and parkour more. And then there's like this giant set of stairs that's just like the fire back escape. And forth, the back and forth, the back and forth. You know, they're race up the fire escape. They're trying to get up to his apartment before his head gets cut off. And then halfway it's like, through. It's, it's like, well, it's like right as they get there. Yeah. They, they hear you, a. You hear, ah! Yeah, you hear it. It's a very wet. Uh, it's a very wet crunch. <laughs> yup. Wet crunch. Right as they reach his floor. The look... <laughs> sounds they, like they, a milk and cookie. <laughs> they look on in horror as the window is covered in blood and the head fall, falls into the alley. Sam looks like he's going to be sick. Yeah. Dean seems, like, legit shaken for a moment. Mm-hmm. He's like, come on, wipe off your fingerprints. You yeah. don't want the cops to see these. Right. Yeah, he, he tells Sam to start wiping down the fingerprints. He's going to go take a look inside real quick. On the one hand, smart. Give Sam a job to get his mind off what they just saw. Mm-hmm, right. His DNA is going to be all over that crime scene now. <laughs> yep. You just said. You just said. Then Dean and Sam are like, don't be suspicious away from yeah. the crime scene. Yep. And there's no signs either. It was just like yeah. the Miller's house. Sam's like, what is this? What is going on? And Sam's like, I, I saw a dark figure in my vision. Something was stalking Roger. It's connected to the family itself. Like a vengeful spirit, maybe a banshee. Yeah. So we get some, or we have like a, a brief building the, our, our supernatural world lore scene. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, okay, we, we just saw something super traumatic. Let's work the case. We can, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can work the case. Run down the list of things. What do we got? At least they didn't do it. Every culture in the world has some lore about a banshee. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, okay, all right, yeah, sure. Vengeful spirits. They can attach themselves to families and follow yes, them for years. It something seems like, out for revenge. Sure, it seems like something is cha- is after this family. We know it's after the family because it's not attached to the house. Um, maybe, okay. maybe Roger and Jim Miller got into something heavy and curse-worthy. So maybe it's like a curse... And mm-hmm. it could be killing off all the men in the yeah. family. In which case, it might mean Max is in danger. Okay, let's, let's okay, let's go. We, we've got check a Max. Let's let right. Max could be in danger. Oh god. And then Sam's like, you know, I get it. It's like both of our families are cursed. <laughs> and then Dean's like, what do you mean? We're not cursed. We just got dark spots. So like, yeah, a really dark spot. Because and you're, you're you're pretty dark. Room away. <laughs> The, they check in at at, uh, <laughs> uh, at the Miller's house. Max uh, lets them in, and he's like, like my, my mom's resting right now. She's taking everything pretty rough. We see a, a dining room table full of casseroles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, at one point... Boy, boys back in their priest garb. Yeah, he's like, I had to stop telling people to give us casseroles because, you know, everything says forgiveness like a tuna casserole. And then Sam's like... Hey. Just, he says, nothing says I'm sorry like a tuna casserole. Yeah. Yeah, and Sam's like, huh. here's 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 the thing. So I I get because because like I've I've been in the you know per- person who is grieving receiving a casserole position. Yeah, and like I get it that it's like it feels like a weird gesture. It's better than flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you can actually eat it because you can actually eat it and you can it's eat flowers. It, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a coward, yeah, <laughs> you cowards. <laughs> It's a very human thing, like like, like sharing food mm-hmm. with people. It's a very human thing. I know that there's nothing I can say or do to make your grief better, but at least you won't have to cook for yourself for the next few meals. Mm-hmm. At least that's like you know one less thing for you to worry about. It and it's better than getting or giving flowers. But it is sort. It is. I mean, it's a. It's a like a you know 
funeral stereotype for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you couldn't think of anything else to say. Here's a casserole. Yeah. Because people are bad at dealing with grief, and it's hard to be like, like, what do you say? Except for I'm sorry for your loss, which right, which, is which is so like fucking... like like I mean yeah okay I'm, I'm sure you are. What do you do? Yeah. So, but this, you know, this poor kid, he's had both his dad and his uncle die, one right after another. So Sam is trying to kind of get some information while emotionally connecting to Max a little. So what was your old house like before you moved here? He's like, it was fine. You know, just normal, I guess. He's like, all good memories? Anything unusual? Like your dad or your uncle? And the kid pauses. It's like, well, why and, do you ask? And he yeah. gets a little stuttery. And kind of, it looks like this is super hard for him mm-hmm. to talk about. He's just like, why? Why are you asking? He's like, it's just a question. He's like, like, no, there was nothing. We were totally normal. Happy. And Dean's like, that's good. Good. Good for good, you. Good, good, good that you're happy. They say goodbye and they leave. <laughs> so then they're like, okay, we better stop by their old house, their old neighborhood, and see... What's going on? Yeah, because there was something fishy going on there. Yeah, Max isn't telling us everything. we got to find out what life was really like for the Millers. So they head over to their old neighborhood, which we're not sure how they found that. Nope. Yeah, no. That's not explained. They just show up there. And they roll up to some random guy who's just out in his front yard. He's, with, I with think a, he's with a raking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His and, empty stairs. And the, they're, they just started interviewing him. They're like, hey, do you remember the Millers? There used to be a little boy named Max. But, like, they just, like, walk up to him, like, hello, sir, random person. Well, he, they're like, hey, we're looking around the neighborhood. And the guy's like, oh, are you looking to buy a house? He's like, yeah, ni- this is a nice neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're wondering about the Millers. They used to have a little boy named Max. And the guy's like... The guy's whole demeanor yeah. changes. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I remember them. Um, the br- uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember the them. The brother had a place next door. Is that poor kid still okay? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, what do you what mean? Do you mean? And, then this, and then this guy airs out the Millers' dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. This guy is just tells these two random strangers who rolled up asking about the Millers everything he can think of about how awful this Miller family is. I mean, honestly, you know... I know, I know, but just two randos who roll up, hello, do you remember the Millers? They sucked. (laughs) I guess... Aha, the Millers. But if you had to deal with that and deal with them living across your house... I, I guess yeah. you'd kind of want to dish dish out the dirt, especially maybe if you don't get to talk about it that often because everyone else already knows about it. I mean, maybe. And if someone's asking you about it and you're a nosy neighbor, you already have that stuff. Maybe. I mean, but this guy is just like... Just he like, just offers up everything. Just, yeah. Just, I'm, uh, his, it, I, I don't think this guy has a name. Nope. This nameless NPC <laughs> is there exclusively to so give exposition. He's there, he's there just just to be like... And now I will tell you things. Now I will tell you that I used to hear Mr. Miller yelling, throwing things. He was a mean drunk, and he used to beat Max. Bruises, he broke his arm at least twice. And he says that the brother, Roger... Wasn't really any better. Yeah, was just as likely to hit Max. Um, And that the worst, which... Yeah, nah, not the worst. No, no not the no, worst. No, no. But the stepmother, she just stand there, never protecting him. Didn't do anything about it. He, he said, "I must have called the police seven or eight times. Never did any good." And he mentions that the that the kids, the, yeah, this is the stepmother, Mrs. Mrs. Miller. His real mom died in some sort of accident, car accident. He thinks mm-hmm. through this whole scene, 
because I have a I I try to this this epi- this whole episode had so much more for Sam to do, mm-hmm. and I still have a hard time watching Sam. I'm always watching Dean. Dean is listening to this and has some. We have some interesting acting choices going on here, based on stuff because I, I am familiar with the show and stuff we learn later. There's some I- interesting facial expressions happening for Dean mm-hmm. as he's as he's listening to this recount of a mean drunk who beats his kid and maybe a mom that didn't really do that much about it yeah yeah as, he, as he's as he's listening to this there's there's some complicated stuff happening for dean mm-hmm. but all this is interrupted when sam has a, a sudden headache yeah. and a vision he's like hey you all right there buddy and they're he's like, like yeah, yeah we'll, yes, we'll be going yes. thanks for your time thank you. Oh. Thank, you. thank you goodbye i have to have a vision now <laughs> and we're we're in the miller house and that's with raven Hmm? That's, that's Raven. That's so Raven. Yeah. <laughs> Goes deep into it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I haven't that's thought about me. that so Raven in forever. No, me either. Um, I think of it more often than I than normal because of that one time that I for some reason just said like, yeah, that's me. But I didn't <laughs> mean it like that. I I hadn't even seen the show and you're like, What did you this is that's Yep, that's me. And I was like, what's that? And you're like, oh, never mind. Do you remember the DS game? Yes, I remember the DS game for that's a Raven. <laughs> and all of the times you had to use the cell phone feature. Yep, and, and it, it never, never worked. worked. You're like you're yelling at the DS, like, call Chelsea. And it's like, calling Eddie. No! <laughs> no, not Eddie. Chelsea! 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 <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! <laughs> And, like, we we found out, I think we figured out, it worked, when we were trying to call Chelsea, it worked best if you, like, coughed or sneezed into it. Yeah. What? To say, like, yeah, (laughs) Chelsea. If if you, like, (laughs) achoo, calling Chelsea. (laughs) No. If you said, if you said call Chelsea, it would call Eddie. Yeah. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, oh, it was so broken. But because you had to use that voice feature to use the phone. Uh-huh. So we uh, we were in the middle of a sand vision. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, in the, we're in the Miller house. And Mrs. Miller and Max are in the kitchen having an argument. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we see that Mrs. Miller is using a knife. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. oh, well, there. Uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> that's, she, that's a bad sign. She's like, I didn't do anything. He's like, yeah, that's the point. You didn't do anything. You just stood there and watched me, and then the knife on the table starts to starts to rattle around a little on the countertop. And watched me and did nothing. Yeah, it flies up in the air and starts floating around. Um, She's like, "Whoa, whoa, what are you doing there, buddy?" (laughs) He's like, every time he stood there and watched, pretending it wasn't happening. And she goes, "I'm sorry." must have been because she didn't think she could move her face very much with the knife right there. But I don't know. And then you you see her her eye line as as she mm-hmm. the actress is struggling to to find Tiny. the imaginary invisible knife that yeah. would be put in in CGI. Yep. It's and and she like very slowly backs up against the wall instead of I don't know leaving yeah, out the door which away. is right there. Max is just emotionally distraught and yeah. he, he's crying and he's angry. And she is giving him very weird acting. <laughs> Tact opposite. 
And when she says that she's sorry, he's like, no, you're not. You just don't want to die. It's like, oh, good. We, we, now we've got, you know, this, this kid has broken, and now we've got, like, a serial killer on our hands. This mm-hmm. is a problem. So then he stabs her in the eye. Yeah, he plunges pull, right he, in. He pulls the knife back a little bit with his mind powers. Yeah, my brain was like, mm. and and it's like, and oh, it, she kind of relieves a little. She he's like, I backed up, and then he slams it forward into her head. And I was wearing these headphones, which you, I like they're like the big over the ear ones. Mm-hmm. So and they're the ones I use for for editing the podcast, so I can actually you know hear what's happening. That the the sound that the knife made when it went yeah. in, into her head was in my head, and it was like, Hurrah! yeah, me too. good <laughs> sound design. It was good yeah. sound design because I and it, same, it was it it was in my ears. I have the same headphones as you, and my volume was up a little too loud, and I wasn't. I mean, I was paying attention, but I was, you know, writing down notes and stuff, and then I looked up, and I was like, oh, no, and it was just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh that, it was wet and chunky sounding. Yeah. It was, it was good. She, and her head gets pinned to the wall. But we remember, this was a vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boys are in the car. Sam is like, Max is doing it. I saw him. I, at the point where, in, in the vision, where you see the knife starting to rattle, like, if you haven't figured it out by now, Max is the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, he was like, "Oh my God, Max is the killer! I saw him do it. He's gonna, he's gonna kill his stepmother." This is some carry stuff. And I like yeah. how uh, Dean's like, "How's he pulling it off?" He's like, "I don't know. Looks like telekinesis." And Dean's like, "So he's a psychic, a spoon bender." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What is a spoon bender?" Oh, there's, there's a fa- there was a famous a person who got famous for insisting that they were psychic and they could bend spoons with their minds. Funny. And now I guess it's become a thing. I've been watching The Disastrous Life of Psyche K, and the whole thing about him is that he's psychic and has all of these crazy powers, and he was like, yeah, I can bend spoons, too. Uh, but the one bad thing about that is that then it becomes difficult to eat soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's When you bend all the spoons in your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magic trick, yeah. basically. Yeah. But over the course of this of this scene, where they're like in the car, they're trying to get to the Miller house to in time to save the stepmother. Sam, Sam is getting all up in his head about he's like he he is connecting mm-hmm. to Max, and and there's some stuff that it it seems like this this might be just because I've seen you know a lot more of the show. It seems like there's some stuff that the brothers between them are leaving unsaid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That like they don't have to say out loud. They both know. S- Sam is connecting himself to Max. Yeah. And Dean's like, you guys are not the same. And Sam's like, mm, there are some similarities between us. And it's and he's like, and you know what? It's not that insane to want revenge for what he was put through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some things that you can want revenge for that are not crazy. And sort of a significant look at Dean. Mm-hmm. And then Dean's Dean's got some very black and white thinking here. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's I like, you're not a killer. Yeah. He's like, uh, he talks about Max as a monster. And when Sam is like, it's not that insane what he, what he wants to do to, like, get revenge. And Dean's like, you know, it doesn't justify murdering your entire family. He's no different than anything else we've hunted. Yeah, so th- there's, yeah, where, where, where Dean is drawing the line between mm-hmm. what is and isn't a monster. Sam, not a monster. Max, monster. monster. Wait, where he's drawing that line is interesting. Like, the the removal of Max's personhood mm-hmm. once he kills, once he kills someone. 
turns him from someone like Sam, potentially, to monster that Dean doesn't feel bad about killing. Like, like he, he is no longer a human in Dean's mind. Mm-hmm. And there's something interesting there with, um, like, how Dean views monstrosity and circling back around to... His uh, suicidal tendencies, I Well, guess. suicidal tendencies, his suicidal tendencies, but um, skin. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just thinking the, that he's a monster. That, like, self-loathing that comes out. Yeah. And the what the the what the shapeshifter saw in Dean's mind and connected to so strongly with Dean that like that what like you know was was part partly Dean's view on monstro- on monstrosity because that's how the shapeshifter saw himself mm-hmm. and we uh, we sort of learn through him how Dean seems sees himself where Dean draws that black and white thinking line where Sam is not a monster and Max is a monster. There's some something interesting there about where Dean sees himself on either side of that line. We can agree John Winchester was a bad father. Yeah. Yes. Abuser. In the significant glances that Dean and Sam are sharing with each other, mm-hmm. when they're hearing about this kid who, ha- who had a uh, an alcoholic father who beat him, and like the the looks on Dean's face, this is an er- this is an early example of it. It feels to me like they're the, the subtext of they're recognizing their own childhood in Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sam's lines about, it's not that insane to want revenge for what he was put through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And looking at Dean, and Dean shutting it down and being like, yeah. like, doesn't excuse it. Like, you, it's, you know, it's still family kind of yeah. kind of thing. Like, there's something that, that, that they're both aware of, but aren't actually saying. Yeah. Don't know if that was just me. But no, that's so. that's what I was picking up on. So they you know they get there, they're gonna go charging in. Sam's like, we're not gonna kill him. I'm gonna talk to him because he's a person. Dean, he's not a monster. And Dean's like, fine, I'm not letting him hurt anyone else. And he pulls a gun out of the glove compartment, just yep. a loaded gun, just sitting in there. <laughs> that's dangerous if they hit a bump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dean hasn't been able to save anyone this whole episode, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how to stop what's happening to Sam. But he does know Max is connected to it. And he knows Max has killed two people. Yep. And he That's, knows Max is going to probably want to and, kill another one. And, and yeah, if, if uh, Sam's visions are anything to go by, Max is going to try to kill a third person. That's where his head is at, is he, he hasn't been able to save anyone all episode. Mm-hmm. That, which, like, that's his whole thing, is protecting people. So this is, this, this is torture for Dean. So then we get a, the mur- we, we, we get to see the murder scene is in progress. Yep, beginning of that scene, the knife is starting to quiver... And the boys break through the door. And I love the, the stepmom. It's like, fathers? Yeah. yeah. Again, her delivery is wild. They kicked the door down and she's like, uh, who? who is this? <laughs> Hello. Who's at the door? <laughs> like, someone's at the door? Son, go get it. Like, she's being menaced by her son who's making a knife fly around with his brain. And she turns around at the door being kicked in. Yeah. And she's like, Hello. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Her, uh, her delivery is so wild, this whole episode. She reminds me of the robot mom from the Umbrella Academy. A little bit. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what her... She made some acting choices, and she stuck with them. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> like, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, they, they kick the door down, and then they're like, hi. Uh, hi. Hey, Max, can we talk to you, please? <laughs> Very sweaty. And it's it's private. Wouldn't want to bother your mother with it. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 and Max is kind of like... Okay, and goes with them, and Dean's like smiles encouragingly as he reaches for the doorknob, 
And in the mirror... It go, everything goes into slow motion. Mm-hmm. In the mirror, Max turns his eyes to look and sees and his gun in, uh, like, on his jeans. And he's like, great. And just slams the doors, slams all of the shutters shut. It's like, you're not priests! <laughs> like, like, that's your problem with this? Yeah. <laughs> what? The teen takes out the gun, but oopsie-daisy, it, yeah. it falls out of his hand. He's like, oh, put it, put it, put He did, like, he barely had a grip on it. He just, like, grabbed it, what? grabbed it out with his fingertips and, ooh. Oh, it's slippery. It just, it just, like, floats away from him. Oh, it's so slippery. And Max picks it up. I, I mean, Max, Max pulled it out of his hand yeah. with his mind powers. Right. But, but it was, <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, like Dean, your your problem with calling the cops on this guy was was you know what are you gonna do? This guy kills people with the power of his brain, and then you brought a gun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you know he can move things with his mind. <clears throat> like I get, <laughs> I get you were you that what you needed to bring a weapon of some kind, but anything you brought into that situation, you had to be prepared for it to, be, to be taken away from you because this guy has mind powers. Yeah, Max, you know, throws his mother against the the counter. Her head hits the corner of the counter. Yeah, and she collapses to the ground. It's like, that's not good. Yeah. And then he just starts, like, waving the gun around. Mm-hmm. And Sam is trying to calm this guy down. And we have, you know, a, you know every cop show hostage negotiation scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam's plan in this moment is to tell this guy waving a gun around that he can see the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And saw him murder his father and his uncle and saw his plan to murder his stepmom. That's Sam's whole plan, is to tell him, like, not only did I, am I a witness to both murders that you've done, I know that you plan to kill your stepmom, how you plan to do it, and also I have brain, magic brain powers and can see the future. <laughs> it's like, I was drawn here. I think I'm here to help you. There's, Let me try. There's two problems with this. One, he might think that you're crazy. Or two... That is, there are way more, I guess, reasons to want to kill Sam. Yeah, no, Sam is like, yeah, I'm a witness to the murders. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you're going to kill your like, mom. Um, Sam? that's your whole plan, Sam? <laughs> and then just stop and wait for a response? Like, his response could be shooting a bullet through your head. Yeah, Sam, you sound crazy. But Sam is able to get Max to let Dean and... Uh, the stepmom to go upstairs so he and he and Max can talk. Um, Hash it out. And we only learned the stepmom's name here. I missed it. What's her name? Alice. Alice. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It took till this point in the episode to yep. learn her name. Okay, her <laughs> name is Alice. Um, Dean, you know, gathers her up and takes her away. And then... Um, gathers her up. It's like she has... Like she's... Uh, on like pieces on the floor, he's putting into a bag. <laughs> she, well, she's collapsed on yeah. the floor, and he's like, "Okay, let's go." Let's go. Yep. You and your weird acting choices. Yeah. And before, like before he agrees to that, he's like, "Nope, no way, not gonna leave you, not gonna leave you with this guy." Mm. Yeah. No, Dean doesn't want to do this. Dean is not cool with nope. this. Nope. And Sam's Sam, like, "You are doing this." It's like we gotta, we gotta do it. He's got a gun, and he's gonna start shooting people. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> he's got an ounce. <laughs> Sam and Max, you know, have a sit down in the living room and have a really intense chat about the how we, we learned that uh, Max wasn't just abused in childhood. He was abused as recently as last week. Yeah. This uh, he lifts up his shirt to reveal some bruises. Yeah. I got some fun makeup. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like a bunch of scratches and stuff. Um, we, yeah, we learned that his dad might be a werewolf. Who knows? 
I don't know, the scratches looked like something that someone would be like, yeah, I got scratched by a, a wolf. And then they'd show the scratch, it would be like, yeah, because it was a werewolf. <laughs> in what context? In, like, like in the show, like, the type of thing? Or do you mean, like, like the weird kids in middle school who are no. like, I got, I, yeah, I, like, like, no. I'm, like, I'm a Werewolf. No. <laughs> On all levels except physical. I am a wolf. <laughs> um, What's that from? It's That's a, a mine. mine. Oh. It's just this guy who is like, as if he's being interviewed, like, Mm-hmm. On all levels, except physical, physical. I'm, I'm a wolf. And then he's standing on over the edge of a boat, and he goes, Ruff! <laughs> <laughs> um, No, the we didn't have any werewolves in middle school. We had vampires. Mm-hmm. We had... Actually, no, that was more in elementary school. This one girl that was like, no one believes me, but me and my parents are vampires. And I was like, okay. She was like... Well, I mean, I just, I really like drinking blood, okay? I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, but no, I'm talking more on, like, cinema. In media. In, 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 cinema. in, in cinema. In cinema? In cinema. Oh. In, in, in the theater. Oh. The theater. Oh, in cinema. To the I see. Theater. <laughs> so we learn that as the conversation is going, Sam is getting just drawn in and drawn yeah. in. And I'm um, like, like Sam, buddy, you are too close to this one. Yeah. We get some some of more of Max's backstory cleared up. We learn that his mom did die in an accident, specifically. And I, I want to get uh, your you two your read on this scene. We learned that Max's mom died in his nursery. And mm-hmm. that his dad blamed him for his it. His dad blamed him for it. Not only did she die in his nursery, she died in a fire in his nursery while pinned to the ceiling. And Sam is just looking on in horror mm-hmm. as and ju- just utter shock as he's listening to this. Of course, Max thinks that it's just because his dad was a drunk. Well, y- yes, yeah, because uh, his dad would only talk about it while he was drunk. But Sam is just, just like I don't believe it. I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. It's like no, that was real. And over over the, like the course of the, the following conversation, Sam is like starting to lose yeah lose the thread. He mm-hmm. because because he's like, oh my god, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. Sam's like, dude, me too. Mm-hmm. My mom died same exact way, and I also have magic brain powers. It's like that started. You started about six or seven months ago, right? Out of the blue, that's when mine started. And the guy's like, it's like you and I, we were chosen <laughs> from what? I don't know, but Dean and I are hunting the thing that killed your mom, and we can find answers that can help us both. But you gotta let your stepmom go. This whole thing, of course, is true, but it's the way that he was saying it sounded very much like, you and I are so similar. Now let's, you know, get your mom out of there kind of thing, like yeah. pretending to. Of course, that's not what was happening, but it it was that type of like, like, uh... Like yeah, a, no, it, it's it, like Sam, a detective. Yeah, yeah Sam made to himself a, sound like he was lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he didn't. But uh, but were were you too surprised at the reveal? A little bit. Yeah. The, the the where he's like, yeah, my mom died. She died in a fire while pinned to the ceiling of my nursery. Yeah, like, that was was that me? Mm-hmm. Like like ooh, plot reveal. Yeah. yeah. Or was it not not that surprising because because we because we've been told this whole episode like this is a plot episode. No, no I think it was still surprising that it was um it that it was so exactly the same. 
it wasn't even just like, hey, we can connect emotionally because, because our moms died. Yeah. It was like, oh no, they died the exact same way. I thought, yeah, it was for me because our moms died and because we both have this weird like psychic power so we can kind of communicate. I thought it was just going to be like that. I was pretty surprised when okay. it was that reveal. Yes, the the inciting incident that started this entire TV s- series, mm-hmm. the exact same thing happened to this other guy's mom. Sam is not alone. And Jess, of course. So and then Jess, too. Yeah, Sam's Sam's like, like we're like we're the same. So you gotta work with me here, bud. We gotta let your your stepmom go, and we gotta we you gotta let us go too. And he's like, no, no, I'm sorry, but no, and locks Sam in a closet by <laughs> throwing him in there with his brain powers and locking the door with a big wardrobe pushed in front of it with, with, that with his broke brain off powers. the doorknob. Yeah, and Sam's like, Max. Max, no, let me out of here. Let me out. <laughs> we cut to Dean upstairs tending to Miss Miller, and we, the, the bedroom door opens with the power of Max's mind. Mm-hmm. He slowly walks in and closes it with the power of his yeah. mind. <laughs> and everything's very, like, tense but quiet. Dean stands up, and then Max throws him against the wall with enough force to completely crush the drywall. Yep. yep. <laughs> he pulls out Dean's gun, lets it float in the air, pointed at Dean, who says, if you're going to kill her, you got to go through me. But as he's doing this, we hear quietly in the background, we hear a quiet son of a bitch yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. from Dean. And Max's mom, when, when, as he's pulling out the gun, Max's mom <laughs> <laughs> goes, Max! I know! I know! I know! Just, uh, it's, that's literally... <laughs> like, like, she, he is... His mom like, seems way less than concerned. She's just like, Max. She told you not she, to play with guns. He pulls out a. She just saw him throw. She was thrown across the room with the power of his mind. She has a concussion now, probably. She just watched him throw a fully grown man across the room with the power of his mind, hard enough to crack the drywall. Mm-hmm. And now he's pulling out a gun and menacing them with it. And her response was, Max. Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> but I love that and Dean's very like quiet in the background son of a bitch <laughs> and then Dean just like gets up and starts to like march over to him like he's just gonna take the gun from him yeah but stops when Max makes the gun start floating yeah he's like oh oh it's floating now it's that's floating. significantly more dangerous mm. <laughs> maybe <laughs> than if it were in your hand I, unclear at this point <laughs> what we do with floating guns <laughs> And then he says, you know, yeah. because the, the gun like, goes to point it, who we now know is Alice, yes. <laughs> which, which I missed the first time. He kind of gets in front of her and he's like, you want to kill her? You're going to have to go through me. He goes, okay. And shoots Dean in the head. That blood splatters and he falls. Um, this? Did it shock you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. For a second. And then, and then didn't. But yeah. I was like, oh, Wow, yeah. I'm like, we're killing off Dean? <laughs> I was like... In, in season one? In of course, season one. Of course, I was like, okay, Dean has probably, over the course of this show, died probably a lot. So I was like, maybe this is something where, like, if the... I didn't think... My first thought wasn't that it was a vision. Yeah. I, I thought that it was, like, something like, I don't know, the type of, like, if you break the curse, everything goes back to normal type thing. Oh, okay, yeah. Um... But which then, which is a potential that the the you know you're you're, you're thinking with the logic of the mm-hmm. show, uh, and then it 
and then it showed that it was uh, right. The, right. Vision. I was like, we, oh, okay, we, that makes we, sense. They, they, um, you know, stay on Dean's face that has a bullet hole in it now, just long enough to make the audience be like, oh no, and then it's oh, it's uh, okay, it's oh, okay, oh. okay, <laughs> it's still in the future. Dean's not dead. I, <laughs> even though, like I've seen this show before, I didn't. I mean, I didn't remember the 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 only the things I remembered about this episode were I remembered Max. I, I like I remembered that he was somebody with powers, and I remembered. Uh, the the car scene with the gas mm-hmm. didn't really remember anything else about this episode. So, but even though I, I've seen the show before, so I know that Dean doesn't die here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and I know like they've established throughout the episode that Sam is having visions where he sees the future and sees people dying in the future. I was still like, oh, it's a vision. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. It took a second. And it switched back to Sam oh, in the closet. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes more sense. I was <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is like, no! And the piece of furniture moves out of the way. Sam's got brain powers! And for a second, he's just like, huh. He, he kind of pushes the yeah, closet no, door his, open, like, he, he tentatively. Has his, his super visceral reaction to watching his brother get shot in the head is, you know, more powerful enough to blast a wardrobe out of the way. And then he loses all sense of urgency and is like, Huh. Just pokes the door open with his finger, like, huh. are you open? Pop. <laughs> so then it cuts back to the room where everyone is, and it's the same we're, thing where it's like. Yeah, again, we're mid murder scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're at the, you don't have to go through me. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sam breaks down the door, and he's like, Everybody Max, stop. no, this isn't the solution. This won't fix anything. And Max the, is the, like, the, 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 everyone is very tense. Max is crying. It, it's they, and Sam's like, like, please, like, gotta listen to me, bud. And it's, he's like, he's he's like looking at mm-hmm. him in the eye and he's connecting with him and he's like, gotta listen to me. Long, long, drawn out pause where Max goes, okay, you're right, you're right. and turns the gun on himself and pulls the trigger. That I was. I kind of saw that coming, the yeah. way that Sam was like, okay, good, you get it, oh no, and then, yeah, it was... the. But then, me. the face that Sam is making before they cut to black, what was that? I don't I know, was it. it a little smirk? It was like, because because he does Sam concerned face, mm-hmm. which is wouldn't really be appropriate there either, because that's his, like, hmm, like... Yeah. <laughs> Which hmm. he, it's like he was he was trying very hard to do something else with his face. Something <laughs> yeah. other than Sam concerned face. But couldn't quite get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, his face was doing something very weird. And then it cut to black. <laughs> I don't know what reaction he was going for. Because that's not an emotion I recognize. <laughs> Our next scene is uh debriefing with the police. Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean are just standing there staring yeah. at, at Alice, and she's uh, like stepmom. Alice, he threatened me with a gun, and I was terrified. Yeah, she's she's tearful. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also like super checked out. Yes, yeah. they're like, and then who are these guys? And she's like, it's like family, family friends. friends. I called them afterward because I was so scared. And she's like, I've lost everyone, and then breaks down. And the guy's like, okay, I'm sorry, we're done here. And then. When they all leave, her demeanor flips, and it looks like she she was crying, and then she just stops. <laughs> and it was kind of spooky. Yeah, no, she just completely checks out. It seemed to me like weird can control emotions 
on yourself very well. I, re- I read it as just, like, dissociation. Oh, like, like yeah. she stops feeling in the moment and just checked out completely. But, like, the cop, in as he's, like, interviewing her, like, she kind of starts to, to cry a little bit. And then it looks at the cop and he's sort of rolling his eyes at yeah. her. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, okay. okay. We're done here. Like, like, <laughs> sir, sir, she's just lost her husband, her, her brother-in-law, and her son in, like, three days. But, but she, I don't know. But, yeah. you know, Sam and Dean are just watching her like, we okay, we coached her through this. She's doing great. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, yes, we're family Very friends. Fine. Okay. We, we will be available to answer your questions, yeah. officer. Goodbye. And the officer asked, where did he get the gun? And she's she's like, like, I don't know. I he don't showed know. up with it. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. all right. All right. Okay. Good enough Good for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's been three deaths linked to this lady. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So Sam is beating himself up about this. Yeah. yeah as they leave the house. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's got it. Like that's, it's the, it's not, it's not quite survivor's guilt, but it's, it's the if, I, if, I, if, I, if only I'd said or did anything differently, yeah. right? Could have gotten through to him somehow. And, and Dean's like, yeah, maybe if we showed up twenty years ago. Yeah, D- and Dean's whole thing, he's like, he's like, dude, don't like, don't torture yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Dean, Dean, <laughs> Dean, you either, bud. Have you heard the words coming out of your mouth ever? Well, yeah, it's like good therapist friend that doesn't listen to their own advice. Yeah. AKA me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his whole his thing, you know, if we'd gotten there 20 years earlier. And then this scene bugged me. It made me mad. Oh, when Sam's like, we're lucky we had dad. That is nothing like what it previously has been like, though. He is pretty I think he's much just looking at, like, relatively in, in comparison to this, I guess. This. He's like, well, compared it to could have his been dad. Worse. <laughs> So, when you, you know, have, like, trauma, mm-hmm. a warning sign that you have trauma, like, if you don't realize that that's what you've gone through, a warning sign is wishing you had gone through something worse than what you did to justify yes. what, what you went through. So, a- along with that, as a, as a warning sign, you know, comparing your experiences to other people and be like, well, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, a- yeah. it, it could have been worse. Yeah. Like, well... I mean, sure, yours was still bad, though. Yep. That doesn't discount what you went through. Right. It's still completely valid. Yeah. So, and over this whole, where, where we get a series of, like, Dean reaction shots, mm-hmm. where, say, where, you know, Sam says, we're lucky we had, we had dad. Dean has a long pause as he kind of stares at Sam. He's mm-hmm. like, I never thought I'd hear you say that. And Sam it goes through, like, you know, well, I mean... Max is like an example of how it could have gone for us if if John had you know hit the bottle a little more often than when we'd gone demon hunting or whatever, we would have had a, a you know a childhood more similar to Max. And then and Sam says, "All things considered, we turned out okay, thanks to him." And then Dean goes, D- "There's a long pause," mm-hmm. and Dean goes, "All, all things, things considered, considered. we're getting in the car." The 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 Jack Dean Joyce is in this scene. So again, because I don't want to spoil things necessarily. Mm-hmm. But again, so we, we acknowledge John Winchester was a bad father. Yes. yes. Look, thinking of, look at Dean's face, yeah. like, in this scene, as he's listening to Sam say, our childhood wasn't so bad, especially when compared to Max. Something else Max didn't have was an older sibling. I was going to say, yeah. he was all alone. To shield him from an alcoholic, abusive father. Yep. Dean. <laughs> hey, Dean. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, and we can thank Jensen for the, for the... He, like his face, it's like it turns to stone mm-hmm. when when Sam is saying this, and there's there's just some very subtle face acting going on 
as he's like because he, he he is also thinking about like their their childhoods and, and Max's childhoods and it's yeah mm-hmm. and the, and just then Dean's the long pause too all things considered and they get in the car Ooh. and go to their old crappy motel yeah yeah back in the shitty motel Sam is you know just sort of talking through trying to figure out why did whatever like whatever killed their mom why did it kill their mom why did it kill Jessica why did it kill Max's mother mm-hmm. he's um, like I don't know I don't know man Sam's like, what does it want? Could it be after Max and me? And Dean's like, listen, if it was after you, you guys were babies. It could have just yep. taken you. Yep. Like, it, it, it's nothing to do with you guys. It's not your fault. It's not, it's not your fault, and it has nothing That's to do with idea. you specifically. It's just some monster that kills moms. But yeah. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not you guys, specifically. Which, again, Dean sounds like he's reassuring himself just mm-hmm. as much as Sam. Mm-hmm. So Sam's like, aren't you worried, man? Like... This is getting kind of crazy. Well, it, this and this is this is where he confesses to moving the cabinet. I uh, <clears throat> moved it. It is like like, like Max. <laughs> and Dean has some like like like, 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 I guess like you about your upper up body your... strength. And he's like, no, no like no. with my brain powers, my magic brain powers. And so he's like, oh, D- Dean, you you watch the process go from like the stomach drop of like he can't keep pretending that this isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. To I know humor humor uh-huh. humor mm-hmm. here we go grabs a spoon bend, bend the spoon, the spoon. <laughs> I can't turn it on and off yeah and now and now Dean is annoyed or um, Sam is annoyed brother like yes. like you're not taking this seriously and Dean's like like haha bend a spoon and he's like well I'm sure it won't happen again <laughs> like to to reassure himself more than yeah. more than Sam this and this is where Sam's like like you're you aren't worried? you worried like I'm gonna turn into Max he's like no. Like no, because... he's, no, <laughs> because you've got me. As long as I'm around, nothing bad is going to happen to you. As he puts on his leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Sammy. <laughs> oh, my God. Just it, the putting on of the leather jacket and slipping into he is, he's the parent. Mm-hmm. And he's using humor to bring levity to the situation and, and to deflect. Crawls and... into his shell. Yeah, to protect himself. He's like, yep. he's like, no, I know where we're gonna go next because of your premonition powers. Like, Vegas, Vegas, smiles. Sam, Sam gets a good eye roll, and he's like, come Scoffs. on, he got like, ugh, and he's like, it, it's he when he says Vegas, he gives the same silly little smile he did when he said <laughs> my boobs. <laughs> it's this, it's when it's the goofy smile he knows he's he's doing when he's being a little shit. Mm. And Sam's like, like now Sam is back in the you know annoyed brother eye roll. Like, come on, Dean, and and Dean's like, what? We'd clean up in Vegas. Like, what's the problem? And they could have left the episode there on that note. But then it cuts as, to Dean's face. Yeah, as soon as Sam is like in the car and out of eye shot, Dean's face falls. Mm-hmm. He's and, a lot more worried than he lets on. Yeah. And that's where we end the episode, is on Dean is, Dean is worried. Yeah. And he shuts the, the, the door to the motel, and that's where we end the episode. What do we think? I think it was very interesting to have a monster that wasn't really a monster this mm-hmm. week, or for, for this episode, to introduce that while there are supernatural, like, monster stuff, there's also almost magic kind of stuff that's like... 
not an ability that we've seen before on a human person. It's right. telekinesis, something that isn't a monstrosity or a ghost. Or right. Yeah, ghost ghost powers. Yeah, it's a, a human with powers. Yeah, it's it's yeah right almost magic. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And uh, plot. Yes, plot. Although we're left with almost as many questions as we had going in, mm-hmm. but now we know that there's at least that that Sam is uh, not the only one to whom this this happened, the, yeah. who had a, a mur- mother murdered on the and ceiling. So that his powers are getting stronger. Mm-hmm. His powers are getting stronger for some reason. Yeah. And so so okay yeah let's let's recap. What do we know about what do we know about the this mystery? Mother. So far, it's all been women. Yeah, that's where it's all been mothers. M- what mothers have been murdered? Yeah. Well, Jess. Well, oh, no, oh, well yeah, sorry, yeah, Jess, Jess, too. Women, women connected with them. I think yeah. that, that I think that might be more just a misogynistic thing. But yeah, right. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that the that it has to be women. I, I don't think that that it has to be women for for the for the for these reasons. But I think that's a misogyny thing. So we know that it's you know mothers and girlfriends. <laughs> we know that. Uh, Sam and at least one other person, as babies, had their mothers killed in their nursery mm-hmm. via fire while pinned on the ceiling. We know that uh, their father is after... He, he thinks it's a demon mm-hmm. who's doing this. We know that John thinks that this is bigger than, than them, mm-hmm. and that there's bigger stuff going on, which we've now seen evidenced in this. They, they, they really aren't filling in a whole lot of details nope. at this point. Or expanding the mystery a little bit. Yeah. Kind of opening the world up. So, uh, which I can imagine at this point, extremely frustrating for Dean and Sam. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like to have, there are so many unanswered questions. They don't know. They don't know anything. And they've been at this for months now. Yeah. Six or seven. Yeah. By by Sam's count. And uh, I know next episode is another filler. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so no more plot. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a thing I, I wanted to say, but I forgot because I was going to say it at the beginning. Which, like, in light of this, the, this last, the scene here where, where Sam's like, man, you know, good thing we had dad. The, uh, the TikTok user, Whitney Page, mm-hmm. I was talking about to you guys before. She has really great, very sad, very, <laughs> really great supernatural takes. Sam's anger in these early seasons, and this, this is something that I... I noticed that he was angry, angrier than he is, like angry, angry, angrier outwardly than he is in later seasons. Mm-hmm. That sort of the the anger sort of switches between them. Dean Dean gets much angrier as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. Sam's anger in earlier seasons mirrors so closely to John. Mm. It's it's a it's a good point. John's single mindedness in going after the thing that killed their mom his anger his this which is now you know we're what like 23 years into his search for this demon yeah this this anger that has kept him going this long that that single-mindedness and we we keep seeing in the you know the previously on where sam's like it's the only thing i can think about and sam is so angry all the time like that that anger just really mirroring john which is interesting because dean always thinks of himself as being the one to mirror John mm-hmm. but for but like for right now at least like and, and and Sam is the the one who you know rebelled and you know went away to go to college and to not be part of the family or whatever mm-hmm. that like that right now Sam is the one who is mirroring mirroring that that anger especially I just that was really interesting and not something I picked up on exactly because I have a hard time connecting 
with Sam. Mm -hmm. So I need you two to start watching Sam. Okay. Join us next time when we watch and discuss season one, episode 15, The Benders. Sam and Dean head to Minnesota, where a young boy witnesses a man vanishing into thin air. Mm. Okay. Sounds like a man. From what I remember about the episode, that has barely anything to do with it. Oh, great. <laughs> but until next time, uh, I am a host, Margaret. I'm a host, Patricia. And I'm a host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruff Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Idgets Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3 Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.